Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for being here and for tuning in and choosing this episode today. I trust and know that you opened this for a reason and whether it is a large takeaway or a tiny sliver of a word that is shared today, there is something in here that is meant for you or it wouldn't have found you in the way that it did today, which is really, really cool. (laughs) I always think that's so cool. There's something bigger, right? There's something bigger working in the background. And that's actually exactly what this episode is talking about today. I got the absolute pleasure and honor to sit down with a human who I just adore. She is just a light to me and to this world. And it is Tanya. And Tanya is... Tanya and I have gotten to know one another. We both work with PAWS and mentor the students as they are working through their facilitation journey and stepping into a PAWS breathwork facilitator. And above and beyond that, Tanya wears many hats and juggles many things, which it seems seamless and flawless. And whether that's truth or my perception, I think it's a little bit of both, but she does it with such grace and such ease. And one of the areas that Tanya is extremely passionate about and extremely knowledgeable about is astrology and taking meeting one-on-one with somebody reading their birth chart and really dissecting the different intersections and parts and pieces of who we are and what we get to step into and how to actually cultivate that with with peace with clarity and coming back to this idea that there's like this bigger picture playing out, right? There's this bigger picture playing out. And how can we use the, Tanya speaks so beautifully about the birth chart, my birth chart that she read and I had um, had a reading with her. But when she speaks into this, it's not about predicting the future. It's not about saying, this is who you are and this is how it is. It's about looking at this and starting to embrace this as a really powerful tool for you to create a life that is authentic for you. How amazing is this? Like It's a guide. It's a blueprint to give you some insight. And if you haven't done a birth chart reading, I highly recommend it. It just blew my mind, the little parts and the pieces. There's so much to it. I have looked at my birth chart online and I look at all the symbols and the signs and the zigzags and the stuff and I like whoop, power down. <laughs> so the way that Tanya just was able to deliver that to me and speak it to me in such truth and also do it in a way that was not leading me into anything. She wasn't prompting me. She wasn't trying to cultivate anything from me. It really was an exploration of myself. And so sharing the bits and pieces with that to you, if you have looked at your birth chart before or started to and didn't really understand it, this gives you these little tiny ways to navigate that for you and really step in and and encompass that for you. So uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. Open up your ears and your hearts and welcome in the wisdom that is Tanya. Welcome back, everybody. I am 
I'm feeling all the feelings already because I've just gotten a little behind the curtain with Tanya reading my birth chart and finding all the good things that are get I get to work on and focus on and be in. And I'm excited to share her magic with you. So Tanya, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks Megan for having me. So excited, so excited thanks. to be here. Um, I'd love to know and hear what, what do you feel called to share about yourself? What would you want the listeners to know about you? You know what, what's downloading for me right now is this idea of the yes and. And I just had this amazing conversation with one of my mentors. I have many mentors, you know, including you, Megan. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, it's just the idea of like how what we embody becomes our message. And I just want to share that it is absolutely possible to whatever is causing you tension in this life, that you can embrace it in a way that it really just becomes like the yes and, and not the, not the but. And I say that because I am a, just a believer now of what has caused me tension in, in in the past of like, am I a nurse anesthetist and am I entrepreneur? Am I a, a wife and still very much an independent person? You know, am I masculine and feminine qualities? How do I bring it all together? So just this idea that like life is about dichotomies and how um, the tension of having polarities in life and balances in life really becomes a way for us to embrace something that becomes an imbalance inside that causes this tension internally. And then we get to use it as an opportunity to embrace the yes. And that's what I wanted to share today. Oh, I love it. I'm like writing down all that too, that idea of like, yeah, what we embody, we become, or like what we be yeah. embody becomes our message yeah. in that space. Yeah. And I know you had mentioned tension and polarity. And it's a one piece where I have had the privilege where Tanya has interpreted my birth chart and has really looked and helped explain a ton for me, which I have pages and pages of notes and her information. And can you explain a little bit, Tanya, what, what is, what does that mean when you get somebody's birth chart read? What is that? And how can somebody use that for themselves? Yeah. So when, how I think about of astrology, I think about it as our energetic map, our guide to our constitution, meaning, um, you know, like these, these qualities of our spiritual nature, our energetic nature, our, our, our emotional body, um, how we get to use all that in a way that becomes a description of our personality how we, how we use that personality and then how we get to, when we understand that description, how we get to, um, we understand that we have, we come in with these gifts, with these alignments, but then it becomes our way of how we choose to express it in its highest um, quality. Meaning, so when we always talk about distortions, when we talk about um, toxic, toxic personalities, we, we all have that within us you know, these, these different kind of um, energies within us. But then once we understand how they, um, we are born with it, we get to learn how to work with it and choose to express it again in this highest quality. So when we always think about, you know, how we, how do we embody a higher version of ourselves? 
really by looking at your birth chart, it becomes a roadmap, a GPS of really how you get to do that and how you get to look to your gifts and embrace it and how you get to look to things in your life that causes you tension, patterns in your life that keep reoccurring, reoccurring, and how you get to use it again as a way um, to heal, as an opportunity to evolve through. And truly, really like, what, what are you what are you here to evolve through? So it becomes a way of learning compassion about yourself, becomes a way of looking at your, um, at a way that you, you feel more compassionate in a sense of things that you used to feel so self, um, you know, like just, just a perfectionist about. And in other ways, you get to look to it and just really feel super empowered and be like, hell yeah, that is me. I'm going to go with it and I'm going to use it in a way where, again, I'm just going to, I'm going to express in the highest qualities. This really, truly feels like I'm born for it. And, and that becomes like your way to focus your attention, your consciousness, your energy, and how you get to regulate and monitor your one precious life in this, in this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt all of that too, as you were going through my chart with me and explaining that space that, that, oh, I see where this, you know, I see where this has come up time and time again. I see where this lesson keeps presenting itself to me or this tension is here. I see where, yeah, that does feel so much like me. And I think for me, a big part was I shared a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, a big lesson and theme and like a big part integrally of who I am is this joy and this this like creativity in this space and seeing how I have chosen to really, I've made choices to kind of derail from that. And so it's almost a, it's a permissioning almost to say like, come back to who you really are. hundred percent. It is, it is a comeback. It's a, and it, and it becomes like a return, like you said, to wholeness and this ownership of, of qualities that perhaps people have uh, made comments on before, and I'll give you an example, is, um, and so you get to use it in a way where you get the self-acceptance, you get the compassion of how you used to perhaps, um, you know, not, not say the nicest things about yourself. And then you get to own it in a way you're like, yes, this actually feels really good. It feels mm-hmm. really aligned because one, it is aligned, but then also it really feels aligned in your system when you start working with it. You start working mm-hmm. with um, these aspects, these qualities of yourself. And so, for example, like, so I, when I was born, the sun was in a season of cancer, right? And so very much I'm sensitive, you know, I have a lot of qualities of mother, nurturer, um, I'm emotional, I have that. But then also there was this part of me that's super, super ambitious, right? And my mom, and people would just always say stuff about you have so much energy. And I would look to it in a way that was, it didn't always feel good, you know, but I knew that there was some drive within me that I, I wanted, like I was just a high achiever. I liked nicer things. I I wanted to, to learn more. And when I, when I learned that my rising sign, meaning when I was born, the constellation that was rising was Capricorn, which is really so much about our higher self, who we get to rise to be. The world meets us when we when we rise to those qualities of Capricorn, Capricorn is ambitious. It is, it is slow. It is about goals. It is about drive. It is about the refinement in life. I realized so much, you know, that, that, that cancer quality is me 
and here it goes again, embracing the and so much of having ambition and not being in the home, not always wanting to be at home with my children is very much part of me as well. And so you can see where there's tension of home life, work life, and you can choose to focus on the tension and, and, and be on both ends of the spectrum, but also be in both ends of the spectrum where you're, you're in that beingness of shame and guilt, or you can be in that spectrum of both, but being of those higher qualities in, in two different, completely different areas of your life, home life, work life, inner life, outer life. And, and it just gives a way to how you can use your astrology without getting into like the astrology lingo of how you can really learn to integrate all these different aspects of our multidimensional personality that really just works in our favor of coming back to oneness, coming back to wholeness, rather than feeling so fragmented, feeling so um, just so tense and stressed and overwhelmed and confused, right? Because I mean, there, there is so much confusion in all the different aspects of ourselves, but how do we take these different aspects of ourselves and yoke them, unite them, bring them together? Mm. Yeah, because really when you share those, those pieces, there is that tension of the, those are two very different dynamics, this home, this nurturing, this ambition and this goal and this continuation of that. And so we do tend to say almost shame or blame or guilt if, but I am this one thing, so I can't be both or how do I balance both? What does that, how can that even look or present in that? And you're, you're truthfully knowing you, you're such a beautiful example of like this really amazing balance of, and I'm sure they don't always feel balanced, but yeah. this, this strive to, to move, but fluidly move between the two, two different dynamics. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you get to recognize too, like what, what are your natural inclina- inclinations and like, what are, you know, like, what are these lessons in your, in your life? And, and, and yeah, why do they keep coming up again and how we get to, we get to invite those in. And, and with astrology, I think it was so helpful for me when you broke down my chart for many reasons, but this understanding too, of we often identify with our sun sign, everyone, most people will know that you'll kind of see that when you read your horoscope or all of those pieces, but there's other, there's a handful of others that are also, I think, really beneficial that were really helpful for me. And you mentioned the rising. So what are those kind of main three or what are the other important ones to take a look at? Sure. Actually, yeah, I'd love that. So um, we have three main, so there are three main pillars in our, that Deborah Silverman uses to read a birth chart, right? And so we talk about our sun sign, our moon sign, and our rising sign. So our sun sign is the season that you were born into. So you, Megan, were born in the season of Aquarius, which is an air sign. It's a fixed sign. And you can kind of look at those energies and read those kind of energies about your outward personality, like your will. Um, That's like your ego, your sun. Um, and then you have your moon where your moon was, um, where it was placed when you were born and my, so where was your moon? I forgot. Where was your moon? Aries. Your moon was Aries. So, so that's a fire sign, right? And that's a cardinal sign. So you look at those energies and you go, oh, okay. So my sun is an Aquarius. That's an air sign. My moon is an Aries. 
that's a fire sign, air and fire get along. So my egoic body, my moon body, my emotional body, they actually support each other. They get along extroverted. They want spaciousness. If you just think about fire and air, mm-hmm. and then you are rising to be a, Virgo. yeah, you're a rising Virgo, right? So that is a earth sign. And that is a mutable sign. Well, guess what? <laughs> your ego, your fire doesn't really support your earth right? Mm -hmm. And your, I mean, your air, and then your earth doesn't really, I mean, your, um, your fire. So your fire and your air don't really support your earth. So your egoic body and your emotional body aren't really supporting. There's tension with who you are rising to be in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. right? So this, this rising sign, just think about the higher version of you, Virgo healer, you know, server, like you like to serve other people. Um, planner, how you analyze things in a way um, of efficiency. And, and you get to rise to that. But sometimes your, um, your air, perhaps like scattered sort of mind, you know, because just, we just think about air. Um, you think about Aquarius is sometimes can be super original, sometimes can feel so out of the box. Um, sometimes can just be very disruptive, right? Or you can use that your uniqueness, your originality, your ways of helping humanity to serve and support your, who you are rising to be. Mm. So you see what I'm saying? You you can Mm -hmm. take these qualities. There's going to be tension there. You know, there's tension between an air sign and an earth sign. Or once we get to learn these qualities within, within yourself, this is the idea of again, free will, human will. How do you get to choose? I love this term wise effort, skillfulness Mm. in those qualities to be able to support. Right. And the same thing with your moon, your moon and Aries. If you think about Aries is so much of, I am, you know, it's so much energy. It's so much warrior energy. You can use that in a way where you're just going to feel like you are just like over the top and, um, like too much of that, of I am, or you're just like too, um, too reactive. Mm-hmm. When you just think of when you think about Aries, it's just like it's very reactive. You can use that energy of your emotions in a way that's assertive as opposed to aggressive mm-hmm. to be able to support who you're arising to be. So you can use all these skillful qualities to be able to fuel you in serving people, healing people, planning, how you analyze. It makes so much sense. And and to hear that explanation as well, especially to, to hear where the elements fit in and, and that space too, I think I had shared with you, I have always identified so much, like so earthy and like, I can go down and like that, that grounded sensation, like that's a very easy space. And so when you explain that at first, when we're going through, I'm like, I know the Aquarius, I know the Aries, I knew those two, and they were kind of like, yeah, I can like see bits and pieces, and that Virgo energy was like, oh yeah, that feels very truthful. Like there was an inner knowing of that, that totally, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like when you get your chart read, it becomes like, did you know that part about yourself? And you're going to be like, yeah, or like, you're like, maybe, but then it just be, it becomes again, like this remembrance of, of these qualities that you 
either expressed um, precognitive, preverbal when you were when you were younger, and they were perhaps they were perhaps like suppressed. They were perhaps like not nurtured. This is the idea of you know nature versus nurture. And then it becomes a way, this is, this is where patterning starts, where it's like, it wasn't, um, this becomes like our subjective experience and perception of those qualities. You know, so astrology is neither good nor bad. It's always about how you get to express. And it's, and it's we were talking about this earlier. It's sort of like, once you, you know, like the hard stuff in your life, it's never fun in the moment. Ever, Mm -hmm. you know, but then afterwards, typically, as you look to what was what was the what was the growth, what was the evolution in that, and often this is, but it's hard to see that when you're in the middle of it, when you're in the thick of things. But astrology gives you a, it's not predictive, but it gives you an idea of like peaks and valleys in your chart, cycles in your chart of like when you can really learn to um, use use what's natural for you and use what's not natural for you and start to just work with it. Cause life is about really, you know, flexing our muscles and living a life that, that we love, you know, some, some people it's more easy. Some people it's not, and it always just depends on our experiences. But when we get to really look to use our, Sam Skelly says this all the time, you know, we, we get to use what's in our life right now as the content of what we get to work with and how to, when we work with it, we get to, I love this healing backwards and forwards time because we either we get to choose with these tools, these practices, this consciousness that we have now as a way to break these patterns and evolve through it or work through them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's nice in the sense that it's never, again, it's never fun to be in, in the moment, but then when we sit through the discomfort of like knowing we get to transcend, knowing we get to choose to grow and evolve, it's a whole different perspective. Well, and yeah, we had, I had shared that and I, I've shared that many times on the podcast. I share that with my, with my students, with my breathers, with the, with the yeah. people I'm able to work with. I'm like, yeah, please don't think that I'm like, oh, yay, a challenge. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> I just shared with a student today. I was like, no, I was pissed that I had to freaking feel all this shit again. Or like I was in, like, I like, no, I don't embrace it. And I still would love there to be like this, like secret back door that gives me an out of having to do the work. And that's just not how it goes. But in the, in the support that I felt when you were looking through my chart and looking at, you know, through this, through this full moon season and through Mercury and retrograde, like, what is this bringing to the surface? And it softens the tension in my body um, you know, how is this lining up for you? Or what is this bringing for you to work on? There isn't so much resistance when it, I can see a little bit of a bigger picture of it and I can soften into the, there. There is a, it's an ability for me to trust a little deeper because I can see something bigger than my little blinded vision of when I'm just in it and it's just one foot in front of the next. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it's, there's just so much about astrology that just gives us a way to, again, like focus. I just finished a course with Dan Siegel. He's a psychiatrist and a scientist, you know, and he talks about what a healthy mind is. You know, he talks about the brain and how, you know, we get to um, learn to integrate the parts of the brain and really understand how we work with the brain to work with our mind, work with our mind to work with the brain and all that kind of stuff. But then how we get to, um, like what, what health really is, is really this integration of all, of all of the parts of us, the pieces of us. Mm-hmm. So it really gives us a focus of how we get to 
learn to focus different areas of our life rather than always focusing on, on the same thing. Always work, always home, always work, always home, something like that. You know, there are other, there are other, and, and for a sustained period of time, which is what I, I love about astrology. Yeah, because the cyclical nature felt really good. You know, this is a yeah. season of this. Can you bring yeah. some awareness or energy into this type of whatever it is for you? Yeah. Knowing that will pass, whether it's a lighter season or a heavier season or whatever that is, and it will shift into something else. Totally. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. That oneness, that unity, that, that integration of that is, this is health. Like we don't think of it in that way, but it's this deep understanding of parts of us and how can we use them to, to best support ourselves. hundred percent. And something that does your audience know, Sam Skelly, they obviously know that you're a breathwork facility. Yeah, we've talked, I mean, drippled it in and talked about it, but share, go. But it's not even so, I, I say this because it was one of the, one of her workshops that she was teaching about the distorted feminine and the distorted masculine. And then it's something that throughout like this um, period of the rise of the feminine that we have been focusing on for, for a, um, a wider awareness of truly what, a, a divine feminine is right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and again one of the one of the um gifts that astrology has gifted me was that when we look to each each season each sign as a way of working with those higher qualities of divine feminine divine masculine it really becomes a a way of more intricately and learning what's distorted, what's not. So again, talking about what's the higher quality, what's the lower qualities, like every air sign, every fire sign is a masculine, is a masculine quality. So learning to embrace those higher qualities of masculine, you're going to learn again, what's when you're in distortion, when you're being so-called toxic, you know, that's people understand what toxic is. You know what I mean? They're going to know that. And then as, and then in, on the flip side, when you're working with earth signs and water signs, you're really embracing the divine feminine of those, of those higher qualities. So learning to, again, work with these qualities, embodying these qualities, because when you embody the qualities, you, that's going to be mirrored back to you in your life. It really becomes just, again, a focused way of, of learning to work with your nature and, and, and really evolve and to a better version of you. Cause that's really what we're here to do. We're here to evolve and grow and, and learn and learn to learn as I like to say. And I, to me, understanding then the uniqueness of everyone, right. As you shared about your chart and you shared about, you know, there is a big piece of me in Capricorn that's ambition and goals and drive and like go and like taking on all of this stuff where a lot of times I think, especially as we focus a little bit more on starting to understand divine feminine and divine masculine or toxic femininity or masculinity, I think there can be a lot of poo-pooing or shame of like, well, that means that we can't push or go. We can't go and go and go and go and go. And for some, that's how we, that's a big part of how you're wired. Totally. Totally. I know. I used to shame myself for so long. Tanya, you're going to run another marathon. Tanya, you need another certification. Why do you work so much? people who have a lot of fire in their chart, people who have a lot of energy in their chart. Or, or, so I have 
I have a lot of fire in my chart too. Capricorn's not, but, but like Aries people who have a lot of that kind of energy, they need to use energy to get more energy. You see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's just Mm -hmm. like, otherwise you, you fall into a, um, I mean, it can be, it can be a little bit of depression there, you know? And so when you were saying about, oh, you know, earth, 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 earth is good. Earth is grounding, but too much earth is inflexibility. It's not being, and it loses that, um, opportunity for experience, you know, and, and for spontaneity, you know, so it's always just learning about just exploration of, of like boundaries, you know, cause that's how you get to learn truly what contraction and expansion feels like in your body. Mm-hmm. I was sharing with, um, the group of breathers today too. This is unrelated, but it kind of talks into that, like actually feeling the contraction and the expansion, actually understanding where the boundary of that is. And this was about holding a breather and kind of feeling in a space where I was like, oh, like I'm not as centered as I want to be. Can I hold someone in this? Can I not? And I had to experience what it felt like when I wasn't to know very clearly that's my line. That's my boundary. I don't want to do that. But having the concept of it, yeah. it, it didn't it didn't land the same as feeling that experience uh-huh. and then making a choice of how I want to hold that boundary going forward. 100%. 100%. It's just like you people can talk about and feel like, you know, we can, we can give you something intellectual, what expansion feels like or what um you know, what abundance feels like or what inspiration enthusiasm feels like, but you have to feel it in your body and you know, yeah. you know, and once you know, you know, the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. It's that imprint for your body to, to know the languaging of your body of what it needed to get into that space. Yeah. Yes. Oh. For somebody who is saying, okay, I'm looking at a birth chart. What should I look for? How can I, how can I begin in this space? What would be most beneficial for someone? Yeah. So astro.com free, you can put in your birth date and time. If you don't know your time, you would just put in noon or unknown and you wouldn't get your rising sign, but you would get a lot of other information. You would get other planets, you know, you wouldn't get by the time also is, is really um, powerful and knowing, cause as you get to know again, the houses, the areas of your life specific to you. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll go into that for just a second. But so then you would just put that in and then you would look to see, and I'm going to say, if you know your time. So if you know your time, then you're going to know where your sun is, but what season it's in. You're going to also know the house that it's in. And the same thing with your moon, where, you're, where it is, the zodiac sign, how it's expressed. And then the area of your life, it's how it's expressed. And then you're also going to know your rising sign, your AC. So those are the three basic things I would say, work with your, work with your moon, work with your sun sign, your ego, the outward, like really the outward way that people see you in this Mm -hmm. world. Like how you, it's really how you see yourself, you know? Um, And then your moon sign is really your inner world, your emotional body, how you, your, your emotional needs. Mm -hmm. And then your rising sign again is how. Um, the world sees you. And when you rise to that, the world will meet you. Mm -hmm. And then 
once you know that, and those are what I would say is the three things, the three main pillars, just get to know the high qualities, the low qualities, and start to just study yourself. It's so much about um, self-love, self-care is getting to know yourself and just looking to the key words of those qualities of the sign that you're sun is in the sign that your moon is in and the sign that you're rising to getting to know those key words, seeing how you express it, then also seeing what are like those lower expressions and how do you express that and how can you, um, transcend that? How can you work through it? You know? And then, um, and so it's just starting to look at those patterns. And then after that, you can dive deeper into like the area of your life. Those are the houses. So in astrology, they have they have the, the what, which are the planets, the archetypes, archetypes, meaning common things that we all, we all know about, we know about in this universe. So we all know what father is the son. We know those qualities. We know what the qualities of a mother is. We know the qualities of warrior general, like that kind of teacher. We know those qualities that we can describe. And that's really what the planets are. There are these qualities that exist with within us. And then when we know those, where it is in our chart, how it's expressed in our chart, we get to learn how to, again, express these qualities in a, in a, in a higher vibrational way. Mm. Um, And then, and then you get to see like the area of the life it's in, like that becomes the houses and that becomes the focus because in astrology, there's 12 houses and there's basically 12 areas of your life, 12 themes of your life that you get to look to, um, like what's your focus and work with it. No. Yeah. And for anyone who's like, yeah, that's great. Uh, go to hit up Tanya's information that I'll share with, and I'll have you share where to find it. But it was, this is an area I will say for me personally, that I'm always like, Oh, I'm always so interested and I'll consume it. And then it's like, gone I can't it does not retain at all so to have it really broken down from somebody who knows it who as you who can explain it as Tanya did and just I love the way that you do it too because you share it in this way of I'm not going to look at you I'm not going to take your feedback I'm not going to I'm not going to lead you into anything other than I'm going to get curious I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to have you reflect on it I loved that part because it's your own story, you know, it it is. And it's like, you get, you get to tell it, you get to work it and you get to, we talked about this earlier, you get to rewrite it. Mm -hmm. I think we were talking about this offline. Yeah. Yeah. It comes, you know, so again, so much about our life and our tension are, are just like these, these patterns that keep coming up and keep coming up, but then it becomes our capacity to learn, to look to what, what are we tired of? Like, you know, how do we, how do we want to evolve? How do we, how do we get to grow? And we have that capacity to be able to monitor, to regulate, to transcend it. Yeah. It's really that taking ownership of, okay, this is, this is my responsibility. What do I want to do with this? How do, how do I want to lean into this or rewrite it or transcend it or whatever that is? Yeah. yeah, I think it's, you know, and there's so much too about because I, I love like my focus is work life, home life, and, and that tension with that, and it just kind of gives you an idea of like really what is, what is your overall purpose and how do you get to express it, you know, in in your career, and and it just gives you such a um, a level of 
yes, satisfaction, but, you know, but then direction, but then a, a sense of, here's what I like to say, meaning and significance in your life when you mm. really get to learn your chart. Yeah. You know? so. Yeah. I feel that. Like, I think the word that the meaning and significance that I love that because I was kind of grasping for the space of it's not really validation. It's not, I mean, there is a level to that of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But that meaning feels so right. Like, yeah. what do all of these parts of mean? How can I make them meaningful? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, how do we take the tension that causes us stress in our life and make it meaningful and significant? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how am I choosing to, how am I empowering myself to do that? Yeah. Myself? Yeah. Yeah. The yes. And the yes. And. Yeah. Okay. It all comes back. It always all comes back to that. Yes. And Tanya, where can everyone find you? Um, what do you offer? What? Yeah. So I, what I love to do is I love to do one-off astrology readings, breathwork sessions. Um, my love is I have, it's called a master your healthy mind mastermind. So I say healthy because I'm a teacher to the neuroplasticity practices from Dr. Rick Hansen. And the way you put neuroplasticity into practice is called heal. And mm -hmm. so I've incorporated it into my, um, my group coaching. So I do it seasonally. So it's going to kick off again in the fall season here in the, um, Northern hemisphere. So it's going to kick off in Libra. We're still in Leo season. So I'm still on my last mastermind. So I do that. Um, so it's seasonal. So it's, you know, every, every three months we get to do that. And then, um, I do again, one off astrology readings. It's just my love, my absolute love. And the way I do my astrology readings is I do, I do one reading and then I do a follow-up call. Cause there's just so much to integrate. So I try to encourage a two part to the astrology reading. Cause once you, um, get like fire hosed with all, like all the stuff about you, it's very, very important that, that there becomes an integration piece to that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's why I, I do it that way. Yeah. Um, and tanyasaunders.com. Yeah, we'll find it. It'll be in the show notes and definitely give check Tanya out and all of her wisdom. It just, it, it was so supportive to me and I'm so, so excited to be able to share just a snippet of, of your brilliance on here, Tanya. So thank you so much. Oh, it's just, it's so rewarding to see like the ahas that happen. You know, it's just so cool. Cause I felt the same when I first got my astrology reading I was like, oh yeah, it's so cool. You know? Mm -hmm. And then again, it, it is a way to embrace like the cycles, the stress that keeps coming up. Cause it's going to keep coming up, but it is a way to look to it like skillfully. So. We'll use that. And and yes, and we'll say skillfully, yes, and. <laughs> yes, and, yes, and. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in, and I wanna know, I wanna hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love, always. <laughs>